Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines on Seminole ESPN Radio begins now. Thanks to our dear friends at Birch Orthodontics. Tough times, but Dr. Birch and her staff continue to do incredible work, and they continue to support this program. We're thankful. I think it's pretty straightforward right now. I don't have any interesting anecdotes except to tell you that their excellence continues and their support continues. And uh, if your child or yourself or whomever it is needs work uh, on your grill, Go see our friends over at uh, Birch Orthodontics. Do you think Birch would give Corey a grill? Like if we went to Birch Orthodontics and said, Corey wants a gold grill with diamonds. How's like if, if Florida State beats Clemson, Corey says he'll put on like one of those Tom Herman gold grills with diamonds. Can they, can they make that happen? You think Dr. Birch can make that happen? They're temporary, right? Like could I take it yeah. out myself or yeah, do yeah, I have to go back in and yeah. get it taken out? Yeah. I don't know if I want people rummaging around in my mouth. You know, not for not for gold anyway, but uh, but yeah, I don't think I would do that. I think one of you guys could do that, and I think that would be a great. Ira, you never make you never put anything on the line ever. <laughs> I wore Correct. a wig and almost suffocated <laughs> at that first game. You don't you don't ever do anything. Why don't you? And you're from Miami anyway. Why don't you make a guarantee that if if Florida State beats Clemson, you'll get you'll get a gold grill for yeah, so a day. If you do get one, I want you to model it after Alvin Kamara's because that thing is sweet. He's, 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 he's from my hometown, buddy. Have you, have you seen Alvin Kamara's? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, seen it. Sweet. It looks. I, I have one just like it. <laughs> but Ira, you can't. I mean, you should be so confident that Florida State. You should. Why can't you do that? Birch would do it. It'd be good publicity for her. It'd be good publicity for the show. All right, I'm not ruling it out. 
I'm not ruling it out. So when I'm we not, get closer to the game, we we'll get closer see. to the game, we'll, we'll see. see. All right, good. If it, the you know, the game, hey, we, we don't even know if the game's going to happen, Corey. <laughs> That's true. So we'll see. We'll okay, see. here we go. Tom writes, Sausage Kings, can our medical staff play defensive back? That's the best defense <laughs> I've seen in years. <laughs> it, was, it was impressive. Uh, Reed writes, gentlemen, I know the article from ESPN was difficult for all, all of us to read about our beloved team, but I found it genuinely cathartic, like the moment in the wire when Bubbles finally checks into rehab. This program has been slumped for a while now, but with this, this coaching staff, maybe just maybe we're beginning to sober up. Uh, hashtag rock bottom for that ass. Well, you know, nothing in that article uh, was was enlightening to the three of us or anybody that's covered the program and paid close attention for a long time. It did illuminate things for people who are outside the program and maybe check in from time to time. The people who in other states were like, what the hell's going on with Florida State? But as far as hitting rock bottom, I think that part is accurate. I think Florida State, when they made the decision to move on and hire yet another coaching staff for the third time in five years or whatever, you, you had to know that basically you were starting from scratch. Now, to the depth of which we were starting over maybe was not uh, believable, but we obviously have seen it play out in a way that is sobering, to say the least. I, my fear now is, and I want to look ahead, I want to look forward, because my real concern here is you look at this recruiting class and it's pretty ass sorry and it has no way to get better. They, they, they are going to, this is going to have to be a transfer portal heaven. And, and it's difficult, I would think, to try to entice kids if they have choices to come here right now because you really haven't given them a good reason. And, and that's not this staff's fault, but sweet Jesus, why would you come here? I mean, I think you're, if, you know, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great question. The, the, the truth though is I think, not every, you know, there's going to be different reasons why guys might be interested in your school. The nice thing about the transfer portal is those guys have, a lot of these guys have been in the transfer portal for weeks or months. Some yeah. guys went in at the start of the season. Some guys have, you know, went in during the off season or during the, during the fall. And once the difference with the transfer portal, the biggest difference between what it used to be and now is once somebody's in the transfer portal, anybody can call them. So, so Mike Norvell and his staff could be working on these kids for a couple months and this is the first time, really, that Norvell and this staff are on the same playing field with all these other schools because nobody can get visits right now. So they're all working the phone. So Norvell can do whatever he can do and his staff can do on the phone or on Zoom and things like that. Whereas where they were really kind of where they've been bent over a little bit over the during the course of this recruiting cycle is they only got like two weeks of visits before everything got shut down. And they didn't have any history here. Whereas these other schools like, Correct. you know, Florida or Georgia or Alabama, they've all get kids committed who had visited the year before. Kids take visits when they're sophomores, sometimes freshmen, sophomores and juniors. Florida State didn't have that. So with the transfers, at least you're on an even playing ground. To your point, though, yeah, they're not going to want if they've got one or two years left, they're not going to want to go to uh, uh, to a school that's struggling. But I think where you may see them make progress, not with the grad transfers who just have that one year but maybe it's the freshmen and sophomores who still have three years. And I think we're all expecting that NCAA rule to be passed in January where it's a free one, free for all for one-time transfers. And if that's the case, if you're a freshman or sophomore somewhere else and you like this coaching staff and you see opportunities to play early, you might be interested in, in coming on board as a transfer if you think you're going to be able to play right away. But you're probably not getting a lot of kids from Ohio State. You know what I mean? I mean? You're probably not getting a ton of kids from – you might get some backups from those schools – but you're not getting. Yeah. You're obviously not getting big time players from these big time schools. But That's I why you got to go a little lower, lower level. Get well, you some group of five, some some 
I mean, ball, your ball that, state area. There's kids that, you know, were recruited by everybody and Florida state included and everybody else that went to an Alabama and found out, man, this isn't for this. I'm not going to play here. Like there's three guys yeah. ahead of me that are, I'm never going to play. So Florida state's the next one after Alabama. You, you have to hope that, and, and Ira, I think to your point, you've got to, you got to comb the depths and mind those kids that left, went to Alabama, went to Michigan as a linebacker, went wherever they did. They're miserable there. It's too cold, whatever it is. They don't like it. And man, I'm from Florida. Surely there's got to be something available to me there. Hey man, I could go plug and play at Florida state. You yeah. got to find those kids that want to get that. up in those DMS. <laughs> get all up in them DMs. But yeah, I think the transfer portal is going to be the key. I mean, there's no doubt. They're not going to, to your point, they're not going to recruit high school kids to get out of this. No, they're, they're, they're a mess right now. Michael writes, if Dabo tested that kid 10 times, how many times would he have tested positive? <laughs> also, <laughs> also, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Who was that? That was Michael, and he wrote, uh, uh, to prevent the spread of disease, only have the pie that belongs to you. Hashtag pie for that ass. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, that is good advice. Don't be well, eating I, other people's pie. No. That OPP yeah. is, uh, <laughs> could, be, could, be, could be create problems. Well, Another the current reference there for you. Yeah, Corey. everybody knows that song. They love oh, that but, song. But it's a good one, Ira. I got to give you full marks on that one. That was very well done. OPP, other people's pie. <laughs> it's really Say really no. Fun. Just say no, not me. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break on that note. It was so good. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, back to headliner questions. Let's keep it rolling here. Nick writes, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Will the Clemson game get played on December the 12th? If any of you answer no, then please explain why. Yeah, we all think it's going to be played on the 12th, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the ACC would – it would be awful if they don't. We expect it to play. Chris writes, Dabo gets the Turkey Bone Award for saying stupid things. A lot of it's comedy. Has FSU played anyone else who had a, a player test positive on Friday and still played a game on Saturday? How does Norvell go about uh, really assessing this season? All right, two different questions there. Go ahead. The first uh, one was no. Uh, not for Florida, not Florida, not Florida State or any of their opponents. We don't. We can't say for sure that it hasn't happened somewhere else. Oh, I thought he asked Norvell specifically or Florida State specifically. Oh, if he did, then yeah, no, that has not happened. Although Dabo keeps saying it, and my man yeah. is relentless. He went on his Colin show Monday night and said. Oh yeah, what about you know that was interesting that they pit kids tra- tested positive uh, the day of the game the day of the game and they played it but they won't play us not true Dabo not true Pitt has said it wasn't true Florida State has said it's not true but he goes on his coaching show and says it twice it seems like he there's a pattern that maybe he mirrors his behavior and his comments after somebody else we've seen weird where where you just kind of you just, the truth really doesn't matter. You just say whatever you want to say and repeat it. You just double well, down on it a lot. Those Clemson fans believe it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's Terry carry on. Writes, <laughs> Terry writes, happy Thanksgiving, gents. I'm thankful our uh, I'm thankful the way our medical team played the stingiest defense we've seen since 2013. All jokes aside, the game got canceled just like Corey schemed it up. Well, I schemed it up differently. I thought Florida State should fake a lot of positives. Right. I didn't know they were in, in – in, they could have canceled it on Tuesday. 
uh, if Wednesday. They were they didn't... to intentionally cancel the game and duck playing Clemson, they would not have waited to Saturday morning to do it. That's another uh, farcical uh, inference from Dabo and his, his staff. You wouldn't do it that way. But they, yeah. Florida State was clever. They went and got Clemson to test positive. Yeah, that too. They somehow uh, got it in the Clemson program. Yeah, no, you wouldn't do it that way. You could have got it. You could have canceled on Tuesday or Wednesday, um, but no, they waited till Saturday morning. And I'd already gotten up. I was up. I was getting ready to take a shower, get ready for the big game, and then I got the uh, email and went right back to bed. I was going to say you had to have been particularly devastated, Corey, because that's an early hour for you. Nine a.m., ten a.m. That was eight. That's it was like eight fifty-six. I think oh, the email geez. came in. I was yeah. like, "What is this? What are we doing?" But right. Thanksgiving, Bill. Jeff, before he before he called me or emailed me to say, hey, boss, do we need to do anything on this? He went back to sleep. My thought being, hey, yeah, the game's canceled. If uh, if you had said, Jeff, guess Corey's reaction to the news that the game <laughs> was canceled and then gave me multiple choice answers. I think you would have just needed, you just needed the one. I would have chosen gone back to sleep instantaneously. <laughs> yes. Almost before I was done reading the email. Yeah. Like game. Ca- oh, good. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> He's taking off his shirt, sprinting to the bedroom. Uh, Butch writes, happy Thanksgiving fellows in the aftermath. Since the Clemson cancellation, no one from the ACC and even our own administration hasn't had issued, has, hasn't issued any statements about the cancellation. How surprised are you by this? I'm stunned. Our administration is seemingly leaving Norvell out on an Island dealing with this single handedly. Keep up the great work. Well, Butch, we, we did address this in the first hour. Uh, I, I, I would have preferred somebody in a position of leadership beyond the head coach, make a comment publicly about this. Uh, I do think uh, subsequently, since maybe he submitted this question, the ACC has, Swafford has basically sided with Florida State on this. Yeah, but yeah. he had to be asked. Like, yeah. Andrea Adelson, he returned a call. Like, what, why is he having to be asked? Why isn't he releasing a statement? Like, saying this is lunacy, and we're not going to put up with it anymore. You know, commissioners have admonished coaches for a lot less than what Dabo continues to do to one of his member institutions. Um. It's because it's Sean Swafford. Is he out? Yeah, but he's he's on his way out. He's, he's halfway on his out. Way out. Or I, you know, but still, it's like I don't know, man. It just it, it angers me that he won't come out and make a like. There is a right and wrong here. You can say the medical advisors didn't agree, but after the fact, there has been a right way to handle it and a wrong way to handle it, especially in COVID times. And the guy in South Carolina is straight up sitting on the face of the wrong way to handle it. And Davos and uh, John Swafford hasn't said boo about it. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, you, it's easy to say, well, Clemson's the bell cow right now. They're bringing in the money, like they're they're not going to do anything to really go against that the the face of the conference right now. The problem is, I don't feel like we saw that for Florida State when Florida State was running the conference. Maybe it, maybe it was going on and we didn't notice it, but I, I never felt like oh, Florida State's got carte blanche and nobody can mess with Florida State when Florida State was the big dog. Maybe maybe Swafford's fearful that Davo would suggest to him, as he did people who have concerns about any number of things in this country, that they just leave the country. Maybe he's worried Davo would tell him to move mm. to another country or yeah. move to, you know, so you, you got to back down. Davo's going to let you know if you don't like it here, you can leave. It would be nice if Swafford brought his guts, though, <laughs> and actually stood up to him. Bring your own guts, John. BYOG, BYOG. Yeah. 
Gabe writes, Jeff, Ira, and the captain, on behalf of all headliners, I want to give thanks to Corey. Oh. Folks often ask, where does the moniker Captain come from? Is it because he's orchestrating the show every week, soliciting timely questions? Or because he's keeping all things relative when Jeff goes on an endless rants about music and coffee? Waking <laughs> and waking up at scene of scene hours for no good reason. I also believe it has to do with leading Ira back on the right path when he goes down the rabbit hole to an ancient movie none of us have ever heard of. <laughs> or worse yet, that pathetic heat bandwagon. Is no this, question, no is question. This Stephanie. This week, <laughs> no this question Stephanie? this week. Just want to thank you all for the uh Purdens Cam what the hell? I can't even read this. Um keeping us all sane and savvy through these tough times. Hashtag our favorite pilgrim. Who was that? Stephanie. Gabe. Yeah, that was that was probably the best one of the that's the best one of the week so far. That was obvious. I don't feel like I get enough credit for what I do for this show. It, really in so many levels. You're right. If if I wasn't here, Ira would be talking about porkies and <laughs> Jeff would just be talking about coffee. Just his favorite coffee bean. Porky's was a <laughs> big time movie. It was a uh, it was an important movie in the history of our country. It was. I think it's amazing when you go back if you're ever flipping around and you come across those movies and there was a string of them. Oh yes, you, there was. You realize now, like, oh my God, you can't you, do that. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, you can see how the culture was shaped in a way where we're having to repeat. We're having to peel back. <laughs> we're having to like, repair some. These things. were these were mainstream movies. Well, even just repairing the relationships between men and women. Oh, That's 100%. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just we, these were mainstream movies where you're like, oh, yeah, pretend to be someone else and go and do stuff with it. And people are shocked. And then she's going to fall in love with you when she finds out you, you, you put on a costume and pretended to be someone else. And then we're surprised that people behind the men behind those movies also often turned out to be predators. Awful, when, awful uh, they, people. Yeah. 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 That's Shocking. weird. Yeah. Kyle writes, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Hope you enjoy it with the family. As much of a clown as Dabo is, the safest future bet of all time is to take Clemson and lay the points and parlay it with the over for Clemson next year as well. <laughs> can, you, yeah, can you parlay a yeah. year in advance? Um, let's say Donna writes, I can't wait for headlines. Love Jeff's and Tom's and Ira's comments today on JFS, and I know headlines will be great with Corey's added rant. Hope you uh, rake dimwit Dabo over the coals. Um, I'm grateful for Jeff, Ira, and Corey, who keep me updated, educated, and entertained. My pecan pie is superb. All right, Donna. <laughs> that's, that's what we're Sweet. talking about. All right, Sweet. That was a very nice message. That was very nice. Uh, you say Corey, pecan or pecan? I said pecan. Yeah, I think I say pecan too. Pecan but people pie. say pecan. I'll say pecan occasionally, but very rarely. <laughs> it just sounds awkward like it was there. Yeah. I think you have to say pecan. Pecan pie, yeah. yeah. I think pecan. I, you know, I think like sometimes I think, you know, if you ever hear something like somebody will say something, they'll mispronounce something, and then the other person says it back the same way they said it. Yeah. It's like you can you can almost like force the other person to say something. Like if you kept saying pecan, I think the person you're talking to would just change it to pecan, even if they never did. It should be. Uh, the only time I say pecan pie is if I'm making fun of Southerners. <laughs> which, yeah. Which is uh, you something do that. you're, you're do that. to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Tony writes, hey, fellas, did you guys see the clip of Bryant McFadden's interview with Jimbo? He still remembers Joyner's chase down against Idaho. Yeah, I did see. Have you seen the clip? Yeah. Yeah. So And so – BMAC actually called me yesterday because we've talked for a long time about 
different things. And he called me because he's like, you got to watch this because Jimbo is, he's like, man, you could tell he's almost like the way you talk about an ex-girlfriend that you oh, kind of wish you. I thought the same thing. He was in love. He was yeah. back in Florida State all over again. It was a trip down memory lane. Him coming to the conclusion, no doubt, when they turned off the Zoom, God, I screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it really, like, and, and the whole thing's dropping today, so people check it out. Brian McFadden, former FSU player, you can find him on Twitter. It's on, I think it's powered by CBS Sports somehow. I don't know where else you can find it. But I if you go to Brian McFadden's Twitter. It. So if you follow oh, you? me, you, I retweeted it, so you could just go to my Twitter account. And he, put, and he put up the whole thing, or is it just that clip so far? No, it was just that clip that just I retweeted. That okay, but apparently the whole thing, he said, man, he goes, he goes, anytime I brought up Texas A&M or LSU, he would talk about them for 30 seconds. But Florida now maybe it's because he was talking to a Florida State guy. Yeah. But anytime he talked to Florida State man, he would go. He said, "Dude, he got, he's he said like all, all he could think about during the whole time is, man, this guy really misses Florida State." Hey, bring it back, bring it back, Jimbo. <laughs> Let's run it back, guys. With a new with a new perspective. Yes. And a, and a shift in the way that you treat people and talk to human beings. Well, and a huge bank account, so yeah. the money will never be an issue. You can yeah. just coach for the fun of it. Yeah, there it is. Some of the headlines continues in a moment. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. On a side note, since we were just talking about that at the end of the last segment, that play is incredible to watch. Oh, it yeah. Is, it is remarkable Corey, to watch. Did you write a column on it at the time? I think I wrote it the next day or two days later. Yeah, because it was an 80-14 to 14 game. Now, at the time, it was 14 to nothing. The people that don't know what we're talking about, Florida State's up 14 nothing the first quarter on Idaho, who was winless and losing all their games by 50 points, and Florida State – was the best team in the country. So it was going to be uh, just a horror film for Idaho. Joyner comes on a blitz from the right side. The quarterback rolls to the right. Joyner dives at him and misses him. Guy makes a completion downfield to the fullback. He makes a few guys miss, and he's off and running. Joyner runs from the goal line. He's 20 yards behind the play, chases him down, falls down at midfield, gets back up, and still makes the tackle at the 15-yard line, a touchdown-saving tackle. In a game where they won by, they won, they ended up winning eighty to fourteen, and could have won that game if they played nine on eleven both ways. And it's just like, where, where does that come from? That's just Joiner. Like who's built like that? You could have taken that, taken that playoff. The rest of the team did, and those were all really good players too. Just a really remarkable play. And I brought it up a few weeks ago when DK Metcalf, yeah, made that play, and people gave him so much love, understandably. But that was like a 0-0 game in the NFL. Like it wasn't a game against Idaho where Idaho, Utah. By the way. Uh, that, <laughs> Jeff, 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 just let that marinate for a second. I, I knew he was going to do it. Uh, <laughs> could have known. Yeah. I, that's off the seat of my – I'm flying off the oh, cup. it's been done before, ever. I, that's yeah. me, though. It didn't it belong there. That's what so, made it so unique. So well, let me tell you something. It's a reminder of why we so frequently, when referencing the 2013 team as fans, and even those that just cover the team, it's it's the first player you bring up. I've noticed it. Like, my friends, Florida State graduates, when we talk about the 2013 team, it's either Jameis or Marcus. But it's most of the time, it's Joyner. Most of the time, when we're just talking about trying to get people that would help turn the program around, the first name that ever comes up is Joyner. And, of course, Ira, you wrote that magnificent piece on him because I think people look at him as the representation, the embodiment of 
the attitude and the return to pure dominance uh, for Florida State. It, it, I know Jameis is a unique talent, goes number one overall, wins the Heisman, but Joyner's the guy that turned out to be the key commitment from that entire group of elite athletes. Let me ask you this. I don't think we've ever discussed this. What if Joyner had come back for 2014? Is the defense this is the defense different? In terms, not in terms of production, but do guys actually care? Well, you like, know, he was a, he was a senior. You're just saying if he had redshirted in ten. Yeah, if he had been, if he yeah. had been available. Uh, yes, I do think it's a little different. I think him or Telvin, I think he or Telvin make that defense a little different. He's he would not have let what happened happen to the point that it happened. You know, to the extent yeah. that it happened. Yeah, Charlie writes: If they get this coronavirus vaccine in mass production this winter, what are you most looking forward to doing when you can travel slash socialize in large groups again? P.S. I drove from Atlanta uh, to Atlanta from Charlotte, and I gave the whole state of South Carolina my middle finger. Um, well well which, done, Charlie. You should, which you should do really any time of year. By the way, Nothing... I was going to say, Charlie, I've made that a habit of mine for years, <laughs> long before Dabo and all these other mouth breathers say dumb things. I've just thought it and. Flicked off the state of South Carolina. I was doing it uh two weeks ago, driving back, driving to Raleigh and back from Raleigh. Uh, just South Carolina is a tough state to drive through, man. Those, those roads, Sixty man. miles an hour. The roads are crazy. They're, I mean, they are con- doing construction now, so I feel like they're trying to build it up a little bit. But who knows when that'll be done? Twenty thirty six. But uh, yeah, it's never a pleasant drive through uh through South Carolina. What I'm most looking forward to besides gathering with you gentlemen and going to a sports bar and taking in a game and enjoying food with everybody is going to concerts. Uh, I I had several that I was planning on going to. There was the Pearl Jam concert in Nashville that I was going to that I didn't get a chance to go to. What? You were not doing that. Yeah, I was. I was was doing that. Well, I didn't know that. I was going. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah. That's Um, weird. The Jason Isbell concert uh, that was taking place in St. Augustine. I was going to that concert. It got canceled. Um, I'm thinking, what else did I have? I had a, I think I had a ticket to. God, Rod, what did I, you got a ticket to Rod. <laughs> I, had, I had a ticket to a Springsteen show, but anyway, I, I, yeah, I got screwed. The uh, wasn't there a, a Triumph uh, tribute band you were going oh, to see? Oh man, if only. I hope so. Maybe that's what I'm most <laughs> looking forward to. Ira is the return of a Triumph, not Triumph. <laughs> But rather a, a tribute triumph fan. That's what yes. I really want to see. I, I think that's the right answer, man. Well, I don't know. They're, all of it, literally all of it. Like I, I want to go. Uh, I want to go play trivia in a, in a bar again. I want to go to. A, I want to go hang out with my friends at a bar or a restaurant. I want to take my son uh, to a Chili's. To a, to a bar. Well, not a bar. I, I've actually taken him to a, a few bars in his life. I, not great parenting moments, but one of them I, I forgot was the ACC kickoff last year. Right. Where we all met at a he was with he was with me on the trip he, he and Stephanie were because we were going to Cleveland yep. after I think yep. so we met up at a bar in Charlotte um, and he was on the he was on the end of the table with his iPad but I thought that it went into the wee hours but it was those are life a, moments it was it's more of a restaurant bar probably yeah it was a, a restaurant they served and I wasn't it's not like I he saw Dad bird dogging. <laughs> like trying to hit on women or anything. I was with Stephanie. It was a, it was a familial atmosphere. You didn't yell out shots for everybody. Yeah, let's, let's go, go. <laughs> Brady. What do you want? You like the taste of lemon? Um, Clint writes, good day, chaps. One major storyline that I keep hearing and that came up again in that long ESPN article is that our football program is dead broke and will be for the years to come. 
COVID aside, my friends and I are having trouble understanding how that is possible, considering we're only seven years removed from the national title, and we're always one of the top brands when it comes to merchandising and TV ratings. What gives? Why aren't harder questions being asked of the boosters and of the athletic director on how all of our money was mismanaged? I mean, you know, I think people want it both ways. People will say, you know, why'd you, how, how have you gotten this position financially? But yeah, make sure you give every coach everything they want to have a winning team. Why aren't we doing more? Uh, you know, I think to his point, the, the connotation in that article wasn't necessarily before COVID. Florida State wasn't broke. They just weren't throwing money at football the way some of these other schools have. Um, and, you know, they've, they've tried. And, and at times they have. But the problem is you, you, it better be successful because if it's not – then you you spend all that money. You got to buy yourself out of that situation, and then start over with a new coaching staff. And that's you know the point. You know the I've kind of come back at you guys a little bit occasionally when you'll say that Florida State's locked in with Mike Norvell for four years because they can't afford to make a change. We'll see, man. You know if if two years from now or after next season, if 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 there's nobody in the stands, if 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 crowds can come back, if the vaccine works and crowds can come back, and they're getting thirty thousand people at the games. And the team is two and nine. I, I don't think anything's off the table because you can be broke all you want, but you're not going to get out of that hill until you start making money. And they they could always find out, decide that the only way to make money is by you know spending more money. But would it's it a, be a, with with that though? It's like I think they thought behind the scenes, not just the crowd in the results, was why Willie wasn't the guy. But I agree. They, and they could believe yeah. that Norvell really, we got to ride this guy out because we believe in what he's doing, even though we don't see the results yet. We have to give him time, even though we're losing money. I think the day you fired Willie, you committed yourself to a four year commitment. I don't think you're going to continue to fire people every two years. That's no way to run a program. I agree. I agree. But to, to but if they go point, 0 11, you, you, you know. And, you know. And, if, and if there's things that are really concerning you. You know, uh, I'm saying there's not yeah. right now. No. But what if a year from now there were? And what again, if he that tries was my whole to point. Coach with eight. What if he goes? What if he? You yeah. know, what if he coach I, with eight. I, or- I, I'm telling you, I I think barring something really bizarre, some sort of obviously transgression involving the law or something that would be a blight on the university, I don't see a way that they pushed Norvell out in fewer than a minimum of three. What if he tackled Dabo? That'd be cool. You think he gets? You think he gets an extension? And I mean, legitimately, like they go to midfield to talk about COVID before the game. He slaps Dabo in the face, like just straight up slaps him in the face. My man. And then uh, pile drives him into the ground. Do they play the game? That's raiseworthy. Would they play the game if that happened? Yeah, because I mean, it would start a brawl. Obviously. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. So does Dabo get right back up, or is this like is it like a, a wrestling? No, no, Dabo's writhing on the ground because he's been tackled for the first time in 25 years, and he and he got he maybe broke a collarbone. And then people start kicking him. Yeah, yeah. The the trainers, the right, FSU trainers, come him. up and start kicking him, and then Clemson's team, whole team, comes over and it starts a massive brawl. And somebody pulls out a foreign object. And starts pummeling <laughs> some of the assistant coaches. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that. Yeah, of course, that's going to happen. I uh, feel like they don't yeah, play they, the game. They probably don't play that game. But it but might not even play if you just slaps them in the face really hard, just straight uh, up, like backhand slaps them in the face. I think they'd still play it. I don't know, man. That would be that'd be tough. Like if they walked up, they like you know before the game where they have their little meet on the field. Yeah, they're a little bit. 
Yeah, like if they walk up and just Dabo just walks up, it's like, what's up, bitch? And then Norvell just pile drives him. Uh, yeah. They probably don't play. But if he, if he just slaps him, I think they could still play. So keep that in be, mind, Mike. It would be a highlight. I mean, I got to tell you, I would relish nothing more than just to see an open hand slapping. I mean, just I can't say it in, in the modern parlance. I can't say what I would have said just now. Right. What I mean. Yeah. Way better than a punch. Oh, oh yeah, a slap is much more disrespectful. Better than a punch. I'm not yeah. gonna waste a punch on you. Yeah. <laughs> and they would show that before every game for eternity. It would be oh. in between like Ward to Dunn, the Marvin Jones hit, and, and then Norvell slap. slapping Dabo across the face. I'd watch it every morning that I woke up. I would yeah, watch it'd be it your alarm. Morning. It'd be my motivational uh ploy to get me out the door and get to Orange Theory sooner. Yeah, I would do it. And uh, if Norvell did that, he he'd get at least four years because bare minimum. Well yeah. Abdel writes, who's ready to beat some Hey, by the way, I bet the ACC would have something to say about that. Uh, I bet they wouldn't be quiet after that. Maybe. Remember, he's on his way out the door. He doesn't (laughs) want to rock the boat. Abdel writes, who's ready to beat some Gardner-Webb ass this Friday? Uh, My question is, do you guys think the haphazard approach by Swafford, the additional solution offered by Radakovich, are genuine? Because if so, it truly makes me question agendas beyond the plain and simple safety of athletes and staff. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Yeah, that's well well said, Abdel. I didn't exactly ask get what he was asking, though. The additional solution offered by Radakovich are genuine. Uh, the the Swafford haphazard approach by Swafford. Well, I mean, but but the solution meaning what? That FSU pays to get them to come? Whatever he said, yeah. Oh no, I know what he's asking. Is is the uh should they I think what he's asking is that they should do the test before they fly. Um Radikovich, one of the things he said was they need to make sure that maybe they should look at doing the test before they fly. Yeah. And some schools are already doing that. Dave Doran said that yeah. yeah. Some yeah, schools but- already do it. In Florida State, from what I understand, they they are doing their second weekly test on Thursday. And I may be wrong on this, but I believe they're doing their second weekly test on Thursday to try to get as current of information as possible. What possible sense would it make to do a test on a Friday and then get on a plane before the results are taken? Yeah, it's or really before you have the results. Well, it's, it's that's another hopeless. thing that this all did was shine a light on the the policies and the and the protocols and of the ACC. You're kind of like, eh, guys, we probably should have mandated a few things differently here. Yeah. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily, and look at the uh, remaining questions that we can get to. Hang in. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, wrapping it up. Seminal Headlines. This is it before Thanksgiving, boys. I'm kind of curious. Have you purchased your pie yet? Have you figured out what you're doing? We actually, I actually went to Publix last night and looked at a couple of pies, but uh, ended up not purchasing them. I'm going to check one more place. Uh, that I want. I'm thinking about going, going get a little strawberry rhubarb. Not, not OPP, but but maybe look and see what you know what some other stores have available. So I uh, have already purchased a uh, strawberry rhubarb pie. Nice. Uh, I will be branching out. You'll probably get up all in that. Oh, Thursday morning. First thing. First yeah. thing. Like I say, that's a that's the way you start your Thanksgiving day. Well, that's right the way there. you start a holiday. Any that's holiday. You really. start any. That's where you start a Tuesday if you can. Yeah. Um, you just get the day started right. And uh, everybody's in a good mood, and then you're free to do whatever you need to do the rest of the day. And also, on that particular day, we've got three football games. We've got to stuff our face with food. We've got, you know, plenty of adult beverages. So there's a lot to be done. you got to get the pie going early. 
No pie for me. You guys know that. I don't. I don't eat pie on Thanksgiving. It's always been a thing for me. Uh, I'm not really a big pie guy anyway. I guess I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> don't look at me like that, Cameron. <laughs> I, I guess that was, uh, you're concerning me a little bit. Uh, Mar- Marlon Ryan. I was speaking literally there okay. for once. Okay, guys, what's up with ESPN College Game Day? Uh, we're a two-win team. Why all the hate from Reese and Desmond? Why are they so quick to blame us and then slow to apologize once the report came out that it was a Clemson player? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably again to your guys' point that you know that that the I think from a local standpoint, FSU was disseminating information, um, but you know maybe not uh, not getting it to where it needed to get in terms of game day because yeah, they didn't understand the situation and they clearly were uh, uh, not say I'd say taking Clemson's side, but but not understand if you just heard because I had people you know I talked to over the weekend who were like one person you're going to cancel a game because of one person. Well, this is not. What you? This is not any other normal situation. This is one person who traveled with the team, was with the in the team hotel when they found out, and uh, so it, you know they they, yeah, they goes back to your guys' point. They should have done a better job with mes- messaging. Uh, Ryan writes, "Hello, gentlemen. Jeff, since Dabo and you are on such good terms, could you send him a garnet mask with a suck it Clemson written in gold?" Also, include an industrial size of hand sanitizer. Please feel free to write five out of ten times this prevents cancellation. Uh, I feel like Dabo might provide some good content in this res- in his response. By the way, we all know who the real culprit is. If Corey hadn't been sitting on his ass all summer and finished the helmet, then we would have seen that game come Saturday. <laughs> yeah, good point. I apologize. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I apologize. He, by the way, hashtagged it. He did hashtag it. The cap screwer let down Dabo. The cap Here. screwer. There it is. Did y'all hear that? Nice. Uh, let me get a little more of this Diet Coke up in me. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, some fans are uh, sending uh, masks to, you know, they're actually like taking pictures and tweeting them of the masks that they're sending to Clemson. Attention, Dabo. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll embrace Florida State all the more. <laughs> Sean writes, did Norvell just take the sledgehammer to the Tiger Foundation that will eventually send Dabo and Clemson crumbling due to public perception and recruit seeing what we knew all along? I hope, Sean, and that's why I say keep talking. Keep revealing who you are. Keep telling on yourself. I Dabo. looked that up, by the way, uh, back in the first hour. So Clemson's 11th in the country right now in recruiting rankings. I assume that'll go up. I assume there's some five stars they haven't committed. But that's not quite where they normally are. Maybe there is a slow away across the south that maybe we don't want to play for that guy. But probably not. Trevor Lawrence, <clears throat> excuse me, Trevor Lawrence will probably come back for another year. In two years. He gets this year back too. So who knows? Yeah, I just, I think it, it it really behooves us to allow that guy to talk, expound on any number of subjects, especially as they relate to, uh, as they relate to, I should say, uh, the medical response to COVID, uh, race relations, history, government, politics, really anything that falls under that umbrella, I want Dabo to give us his keen insight on. Right. I would ask him about it on a daily basis. I feel like one thing that's kind of come – I don't know if I knew this before, but uh, I feel like maybe Dabo's the, the – is he the coach you have the least respect for in uh, college football? Well, maybe as a man. Yeah, as, uh, as a person. But, yeah. Well, as an intellect. Well, you know certain, what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that he's a, that word loosely, do you, Corey? But I don't know that he's that terrible a dude. You know, I I, I don't I, I really don't. I just think 
you know, all these college football, well, not all of them, many of these college football coaches think they're so much smarter than they are. And they speak on things they have no knowledge of. And it's just really, really uh, baffling. And so I think Dabo might end up, I think, you know, I don't think he could have done at Clemson what he's done if he, obviously, if he's not a good coach, but that people don't believe in him. And he's given them reasons, reasons to believe. But by gosh, he says some dumb stuff all the time. And he, there's no governor there to, like, quell it. Well, it just tell, bubbles up out of him. But he's tone deaf, but he's also completely intolerant. And in many ways, I think uh, you want to talk about insensitive. I mean, w- there's a segment of the population that has very real concerns uh, about uh, government, about the way they're policed, about uh, economics, about any number of things. And Davo freely dismisses it at a time when people are hurting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that y- y- you got a guy that's murdered um, and, and the whole country reacts to it. And he's like, yeah, well, I really don't think uh, we have a problem. You know, this is a, this is a distraction. If you try to bring attention to those kinds of things and football matters. Well, that was a bad, that, that shirt was uh that, that was a rough, that was, that was a rough look. That was a rough look, but Hey, his kids got over it. They love him. But to, you know, to Jeff's point, like, and I know what you said, Corey, like you don't necessarily think he's a bad guy. Like it's not like we think he's out kicking children or. Yeah, I don't think it's malicious or, maybe but, necessarily. It's but, just not, he doesn't, he doesn't dig deeper into, he doesn't maybe want to try to hear the other side or understand the other side. But I think the argument, yeah, I was going to say, the argument I think Jeff would make and, and I would make is that when you have this platform, it's incumbent upon you to, yeah. to, have an idea what the hell you're talking about. When you coach the players that you coach, the largest percentage of which are African I think it is incumbent upon you to hear their points of view and all people's points of view for that matter, obviously. But I don't, he's tone deaf, he's intolerant, he's insensitive. He often says things to reveal of the issues. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I can stop there. Other than that, though. Other than that. <laughs> so, so I was accurate in my estimation. Yeah. yeah I'm not a, not a big fan. Not a big fan. He's, he's clearly uh, a winning football coach. And he's perfect for the state of South Carolina. Uh, for Ira <laughs> and Corey, I'm Jeff. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Be well. Stay safe. Enjoy the holiday. We'll we love you guys. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.